Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And Ori, what a weekend we had. Mate, great weekend, Mick. I mean, it was ridiculous. I think it's the one I enjoyed the most. I say that every time we do it, though. No, but this is three days of driving a Lotus Amira. So the Classic Adelaide or the Adelaide Classic? No, it's just called the Adelaide Rally now. The Adelaide Rally. The Adelaide Classic Rally. The Classic (laughs) Adelaide Rally. The Adelaide Rally 2023. Brilliant, Mick. The weather was perfect. You know, everything was perfect for it. 100%, three days, 25 degrees plus. Beautiful. Just gorgeous. And doing it in a Lotus Amira 2023. So this is the first time we haven't taken either your car or my car. Which was daunting. It was was daunting daunting. because, you know, you've got to respect them. And we have got given, we we were given that brand new car. Yep. Thank you to Zagami in Adelaide. Uh, Scott and Adrian and Brad and the whole team and Zagami, Dimmy, 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 you know, whole lot. Austin, there was, it's just amazing. Now, Caitlin, everybody, yeah. the, thank you very, very much for entrusting us with such a beautiful car. Yeah. And I think we looked after it. Yeah, we, well, we certainly brought it back uh, safe and sound. Yeah, well, um, Mick didn't go over 40 kilometres an hour on the last yeah, day, well. so that was nice. <laughs> Well, we had no choice on the last day. We'll talk about that. But, uh, no, look, it's it's a great event and well run by Zagami. The hospitality that they do, oh, I, I mean, everyone looking up from the Wavell showground, looking up to that pavilion, they're um, saying, that's where I want to be. A hundred percent. Second to none. Second yeah. to none, your hospitality, the way they looked after us, the organisation, the planning, everything just ran really perfectly. And food-wise, all the, you know, the breakfast, the the coffees, you know, had Jamas doing the catering on some of the stuff. You had the new Gyanti people. Yeah. On the last day, the new uh, Carrick Hill, Star of Siam on the Saturday night. Just beautiful. Just fantastically well-organised event. But anyway, we're here to talk about cars. Correct. Let's talk about the local community because we weren't sure of what to expect. Well, I wasn't that comfortable. As soon as I got into the Lotus Amira from when we picked it up on the Thursday from Zagami's, I got in it and you looked across to me when we stopped at the uh, traffic lights and said, oh, you're not happy, are you? I said, I'm I'm not sure really, Ori. I'm not sure because my thoughts were with the Exige. We had the 410 Exige. You know, 410 horsepower, a little bit more horsepower than this one. Very raw, very raw. You got into this car a lot easier than you did the oh, A lot easier. This is very, very user-friendly. Did it have the same grunt? It's got the same engine. Did it, it have the same grunt? No, I it's, don't a little it bit, it's a little bit less, but also it's 500, nearly 500 kilos heavier. Yep. So that's a fair bit. You know, we're talking from the Exige, it's 1,100 kilos and the uh, this one here is fifteen sixty eight kilos. So That's there's a lot of weight difference. Both manuals, thank God. Both manual, very right. mechanical. The gear shifts is fantastic. You know, I got back in my Alpha little Julietta, and the gear shifts like butter. Putting it in, you know, yep. first and second. The mechanical gear shift in both the Exige and the um, Amira, absolutely fantastic. Although on in the Amira, you don't see the mechanical. Apart from sideways, yes, yeah, from yeah. the top you don't see it. So you were you didn't look comfortable. I'm going to be 100 percent on you. Didn't I look comfortable I w- day I one. I was not comfortable. You drove it to the office. You didn't ring me, which is always a concern. Yep. Because <laughs> normally you ring and say, "Oh my god, unbelievable! My god, my god!" Yeah. You didn't do that. I had to call you. Yeah. You didn't sound enthused. And then the next morning, day one of the rally, I'm going to call it me. I was. It's the, the it worst the- I've ever seen you drive. <laughs> For someone that knows how to drive unbelievably well, 
What? My God, it was like the first time you'd driven a manual and you just did not look or feel comfortable in that I car. Wasn't. I wasn't. And I admitted it. I said, well, hang on. That is the worst stage I think I've ever done. And I'm not sure why, whether my seating position, uh, whether the side bolsters, you know, you'd move around a bit, whether... Uh, so that's I'm, one downside. I'm not sure. The car's brilliant. For me, the, oh, no, let's go through what you thought of it and then I'll go through what I thought yeah. of it. But yes, the seating... It doesn't hug you. The seat doesn't hug you like the seat. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't keep you uh, in in place, basically. Yeah. So I think again, you know, if you're using uh, it for track, it's handy to have the seats that do bolster you, yep. or you really got to have the option for a harness. Yeah, because the harness holds you in and you're more comfortable in it. And I, I think you know, in the first couple of stages as well, is getting the right settings for the two and four, the uh, steering. Yep. Verticality and horizontally, and where your knee sits. I remember when you got in, and we'll talk we're about that in the machine, middle. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I wasn't comfortable. Even the second stage, I was a little bit better, but not not a lot. But by the end of that morning, I thought, oh, hang on, okay, you know, we'll see how we go. And I and you said to me, uh, uh, you said, oh look, Ori, I mean Mick, I'll drive the next day. Yeah. And I said, look, I think it's better you do drive the afternoon because we had all these. We had it all organised. Yeah. Morning and afternoon, we shared it, the drive. It's better that you do drive the afternoon, so you get used to it, used to it quicker, maybe. And you've seen what I've done, but you got in it. Well, you, so you, we drove it. So there's three modes: tour, uh, sport, and track. Yeah, we drove it constantly in, in sport. In sport, we didn't worry about the Correct. track because you can actually go to the next level and change the suspension settings and, and all we, that. And then we're gonna muck yeah. around with that. So but, I agree. I got in, Mick, and let me tell you. It was putting like putting on an old pair of gloves. It just you were comfortable straight away. Straight away. Straight away. I felt like I was one with the car straight away. And there's not many cars that I've done that with. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I actually. thought this is unbelievable. This is br- and I enjoyed every single second of driving. Like there was not one stage. Oh yeah, I'm getting tired. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, I did struggle getting it into second sometimes off because I forget that it's you got to push it left almost now left down at speed like when you want to try and you know take off and do the quick gear change. But apart from that, I felt like this car was unbelievable. I loved it. I loved it. Now, did I love it more than the Exige is the question I kept asking myself. And what's the answer to that? No. No. You, st- you still the prefer Exige, the Exige? Yep. Only because it's more point and go. This is a lot more comfortable, a lot more user-friendly, the Emira. 100%. For If you had to own one and use it, you'd use it more than you would an Exige. 100%. Yes, you would. It's very user-friendly. You know, got all the creature comforts. You got your sat-nav. You got your, like you said, your Apple CarPlay. You've got your... Everything you need, yeah, power conditioning, steering. your radio, your power steering, everything's there, right? So it is a lot more user-friendly versus the Exige. But driving, the Exige is point and go. It's a little go-kart. Yeah, so it's more like a driver's car, the Exige. But 100%. In, in saying that, though, to be fair, the Exige was the 410. So it wasn't the standard model. Correct. All right. So it did have a few more horsepower. So this is the first edition of Mirror. Mm-hmm. They are going to come out with or already the have- four-cylinder? Uh, yes, but they also got a GT coming out. Okay. So they've got a GT and we suspect that they're going to make- they're going to make the uh, 410 or whatever, and it, you know- A cut version and all that yeah. on the Amira. Yeah. So if they do that, I think- it would be just about the ultimate package. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. So at the moment, it's a little bit soft, but you can. You can use it every day. Also in saying that, the looks and people asking about this car, because it, it is, it, and looks like a little mini supercar. 100% looks like so a mini. Right now, that was one thing. The amount of people that came to look at the new the car, loved it. it wanted got, to sit in it. It caught that much attention that what wanted to sit in it and how many people, yeah, I'm looking at buying one. The amount of people that said, I'm looking at buying one, I was telling Scott from Zagam, was unbelievable. Unbelievable because I think it is in that price bracket. Yeah, it's still a couple of hundred thousand dollars. I'm not trying to say Australian that's Australian dollars, yes. Australian dollars. But it's in that price point. Like I said, it's a lot of car for that money. Well, if It you, takes a lot of boxes okay. at that price point. So you've driven the McLarens, you've driven the equivalent, when I say the equivalent, the uh, relative equivalent, the Ferraris. It's certainly a different... It's not at that level. However, I mean, we're talking not to not to sixty and four point something seconds. And when they bring out the cup car, you know, it's going to be really, really quick. So ultimately, you know, for driving every day as a supercar, because from a distance you could easily pick it for a McLaren, hundred percent McLaren, hundred percent. And there's lines in there that look like the two nine six yes. and the Ferrari. Yep. I said there's there's a lot of different supercars in there. Yeah, right. It's smaller than the McLaren, obviously, but it's a different car. I, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. There's not one thing I say, oh, apart from the seating. Now, seating. The seats didn't hold us in for what we were doing track work. right? But for or, normal or, or, driving, know, yeah. For the, you know, for the rally. But for normal driving, perfect. Now, but for you, the passenger seat was uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know why the, the rear sort of the, the lower back, it felt – Felt uncomfortable, but the same seat on the driver's side. Now, I don't know whether there's an adjustment that, you know, yeah. that you could adjust to suit that. So I suspect it's more me that didn't do the adjustment. So right. I think there's there's one thing I've learned, and, you know, and I'm going to have a chat to Scotty. And, you know, yes. always thank you and very appreciative. And he's already asked if we can help again next year because obviously we did a wonderful job as followers. <laughs> uh, we only got lost on one well, stage, once, which was interesting. When Mick went navigating, I've never seen someone so angry. But well, we did uh, some sightseeing. I, well, I didn't actually realise you couldn't read, Mick. That was interesting for an engineer uh, that, that hey. can't read. <laughs> and you read plans every day. You just can't read uh, Reese notes. Anyhow, so I'm going to ask Scott, we may need the car because we literally picked up the car the afternoon before the rally and started. drive it the next morning. I think we need the car maybe one or two days before yeah. just to get familiar with it. Yeah. Oh, that's what I would I, like. I agree. I think – What all the buttons mean and how to reset – because I think resetting the trip uh, the trip, the trip meter, is you need to do that in a rally, right? Yeah, and we got used to that in we the end. We got used to that in the end. But at the beginning, we're like, you, you're yeah. starting to um, freak and then out. You get a bit, and then you get a bit panicky and you're ready to take off. And sometimes they say, go, oh, get a move on, get a move on. And we're trying to set our trip meter. Look, And, and you know, saying getting panicky, 100%, Mick, I'm going to say one thing also, and I love you, Scotty. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful, what do you call that red? A burgundy red fire. Not a fire red. It was like a- Yeah, a burgundy red burgundy or the red, Mugello red or- With a black roof. Please, no black roof next year. Mick lost his phone at the beginning of day one. <laughs> it blended into the top of the roof. We couldn't lose it. Mick was all frazzled. Ruined the whole experience for Michael day one. So no black roof next year, no. Mick. I've already called it. <laughs> it only ruined it for a few minutes right. because you found it. I don't know your choice words. that The, the well, neighbouring ladies in their Porsche weren't happy. Happy with the, the but, grandfather and son thing, but anyway, but, <laughs> but anyway, there was. But, uh, yeah, look, 
the car itself, me, the seating was, you know, is one thing, but otherwise, fuel economy. Now you can't really judge fuel oh, economy judge because fuel we're economy. racing. We're not even talking about right? that, so you can't judge that. But grip. Tight, it had those tight. Grip was perfect. Oh, the grip, we had no problem with. We had it in sports mode. Now, naturally, we didn't push it like a, you know, a supercar no. driver would do it. And I think it's the got rally plenty being, more, uh, plenty more to go. The rally having the limit of 100 kilometres an hour is more than enough. Yeah. In that and, little street, those street circuits and those, the hills. You, and, and you know what's interesting? Because I, I did end up speaking to Brad, I think, which we're going to get him on the show. But to Brad from Zagami, yep. I talked about how do you keep up? Because he was a tour leader. Correct. All right. Uh, well, he's but, almost setting the pace. He's setting the pace. However, he had to get used to his car because he hadn't driven that one either. Yes. So he was in the McLaren. He, um, he struggled he was the Artura, the, yeah, well, the he electric he hybrid. Yeah. So he was saying, I'm thinking, well, the guys behind him are quite quick. But what he does, he got used to the car, so he was trying to go as fast as possible round the bends, so never exceeding 100 k's. How's that? Anyway, we'll talk to him about that, but what he was saying is you've got to be able to drift it a bit to go round the bends at your highest speed possible, so your average speed is but you know, enough so that you're not peaking at 120 or 130, which... It would be interesting. Now you said average speed. I wonder if we could get the data from our average speed of you know, day one, day you two. Would. You would. Because be we had the RS, uh, the RS, RS light RS light on 24-7, so it tells you when you go over speed and things like that. But I wonder if it can give you that calculation of average speed. We might, might ask, Brad, if we can get that data because it would be interesting to see what our average speeds were because on the last day um, – as a follower, you know, everyone needs to go at their own pace. That's that's the beauty of these rallies. You don't need to break records. You just do it at your own pace. We have got four-second gaps between every, everyone, but people drive at different paces. They generally may catch the person in front, and then by the end of day two, you really have sorted yourself out. You go down into a level where you're more comfortable. Or you change into a groups. Group. Yeah, into a group where you're more comfortable and things like that. The, the last day, we didn't get to um, really enjoy the car as much as we would like definitely at the speeds. Not. So our average speed on that day would be definitely low. Well, it would be less than the Sunday yep. drive, I think. Yep. But yep. Uh, again, we've got to be respectful. We're the tour followers. We're not going to be on the tail of the next guy in yep. front, irrespective of what car he's got, if and, they're not comfortable going any faster. You know, and the one thing I said, it's Charlie Dick, because and, and I said it to you also, we've done this rally a few times now. It's the first time I I can remember that only one stage was downgraded. Correct. Generally, there's, there's, one. generally yep. there's more than one, two, three, four stages that get downgraded throughout a, so it a got, rally. It got downgraded to a transit stage. Tra- transit stage, which was I think three kilometers, two point nine three kilometers. No big deal. No, no big. That's unbelievable. We yeah. pretty much did uh, what was it? Uh, twenty eight, twenty nine stages for the whole. Fantastic. It's a great weekend. That was fantastic. The roads were awesome. Like I said, the weather held out, which is, you know, it's raining. It's a completely different experience. No, you don't want rain. If it's hot, it's not so bad, but it's the rain you don't want. Anyway, let's let's go back a bit. The Emira. Your thoughts on the Emira at the end of your three days, would you get one, compare it to the Exige? You know, just give us a summary of how do you feel. Okay, would I get one? I'd must probably get, and you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So the short answer is, yes, I would get one. I'd must probably get the automatic in, in the, the V6. No, no not the, in the V6. Yeah, you can. No. Yeah, you can. So apparently you can get really? only the manual in both, in 
in this one. You can't get a manual in the four in the four cylinder. All oh, right, but you can get automatic in this one if you wanted it as an option. All oh, right, okay. So I understood it the other way, but we'll ask Brad and clarify that. But if I could get it an automatic, I'd get an automatic because my wife would drive it. And I, I think see. it's a car that could be because it's so user friendly. She would get to enjoy it also. And, and you've he, already got your manual and your 360. That's right. So that's yes, a I fair would, point. Yes, I would get it, but in automatic paddle shift. Now, it could be a completely different drive, which I think it would be, which would be interesting to see what that drive's like when that comes out. See, I'm a little um, bit more selfish, so I wouldn't get it in an automatic. You'd just keep it in a manual. <laughs> but your family all drive manuals, so Except, it's fine. Well, Teresa does too, actually. That's right. Because right. it's a little nimble car, quick, but you can use it every day if you wanted to. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So what would you actually – would you change anything? No, 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 nothing. Okay. Nothing. So if I I like the fact that it hasn't got big spoilers on the back. I agree with that. I I like it. I like the package as it is. Okay. So for me, by the end of the day, particularly on the Saturday, I'm not talking about the Sunday because the Sunday we had to go way too slow. By the end of the day Saturday, or the lunchtime because that was my session over, I absolutely loved it. I got yeah, comfortable with the car. It was, I don't know, I was just in tune with it. it you know, I'm thinking I'm not over, I, I'm not overdoing myself. I'm not overdoing the car. Yep. It's it's well within everything. But if I had to change anything, I do like the rawness of the Exceed still, no doubt. So if this Amira would come out with another package that a little bit more grunt, especially at the low end, and different seats – then I'm comfortable with this because the, the hydraulic steering is very, very sensitive. It's beautiful. As in sensitive, I'm not talking about light. It's actually firm. It gives you the road feel. I think so if I could change the seats. Then you would. Then, you know, but they can't be that firm that then no one else wants to get in. Yeah, correct. So apart from the seats, I think, and a little bit more grunt, so maybe the 410 yeah. or whatever they do in a, a cup, I reckon it'd be brilliant. And, and I like it that it's not too big. And it was easy to park, easy to reverse. Are, if you are going to compare it to the Porsche Cayman, which apparently that's where their competition is, I mean, looks to me, the Lotus wins hands down. I think we had plenty of space inside. I was comfortable in the passenger yeah. seat. There was that little bit of room behind us so we could put stuff in. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. The boot was plenty big enough to put stuff in. It's fine. It's fine. I, I love the car. I reckon with, uh, for me, yeah, I love it, but- with a couple of modifications. Perfect. So um, I'm going to get the next model. Okay. We'll wait for edition two. <laughs> anyway, look, thanks again to Zagami and Zagami. the crew. Uh, but at this time we didn't drive a classic, that's for sure. Yeah, but, but it will be a classic. It, it will be. It's normally aspirated, so I'm not sure that the new models are going to be normally aspirated. So this could be one to look out for. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Of course, you can catch us on the show, Mick and Ori at gmail.com and our YouTube and Instagram. But for now, remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.